This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to The Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, uh, March 23rd. Sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, this is episode 405. My name is Dan Ellis. I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. That would be the man in the middle. And Mr. Taylor Grin. <laughs> uh so there's stuff going on there's a lot going on in my life a lot going on in your guys's lives what has happened since we recorded last that is of note to either of you let's start with uh you taylor uh i um had life happen uh <laughs> it was very heartbeats were involved and also eating things Ooh, um, are you married now? <laughs> no, no, oh. I am not. Oh, I, thought, no. I, thought where, I, thought, no. I thought where this was going. Jeez. <laughs> you scared me there with heartbeats and eating. Nope. No, no, that is nope. 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 <laughs> no eloping for you. Oh, I no. watched Nope last night. It was a pretty pretty interesting movie. No spoilers, please. Because yeah. I, I won't still spoil need to watch it. That. Yeah, yeah. I still need to watch his canon. Somehow, I've gone through life without his films. That's tragic. Oh wow! So you, you haven't seen these. you haven't seen uh, I have such or, a backlog of movies. Yeah, nope, not, literally none of it. You know what? I TV is dominant these horror. days. Anyway, like like periodic or or series of mm-hmm. of shows. That's much more rewarding, and you can get much better character development. And yeah, I I think TV I, is taking over a lot of uh, movie times. I honestly don't do very well with visual media lately. Um, like I, I really enjoy movies, but I've been so fucking busy lately um, that anytime I have a spare moment, like a lot of what I'll do, shush avocado, is um, I will like put on some sort of video game that I have been playing long enough that I've got like skill mastery in it, um, and I'll go through the motions of playing the game. But where my head is at is listening to an audio book or like a longer form podcast that's dealing with like some, you know, deeper topic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like that's where where I've been spending a lot of my time lately, um, where I have it, because I've had um, good things, but a lot of things going on in my personal life to where like most of my spare time is not engaged in like consuming activity if that makes sense you know like mm-hmm. i'm not really in like a media input mode in my life right now so i've got this ever increasing backlog of films and books and that kind of thing that yeah i know bud you're okay <laughs> <laughs> well i would say if you are a fan of horror or suspense type films jordan peele's catalog of films is great because i love the mm-hmm. fact that he takes a different take on how mm-hmm. to do horror and suspense that i quite enjoy 
Mm-hmm. Oh, he's definitely on my list. Um, yeah. And like, I haven't been completely without movies. Like I watched the menu recently, which was, that was, was interesting. Solid. I, I felt like that one probably could have like broke new ground a little bit more because it was very color by the numbers. You know, there's never a point in that film where I was like, I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah, it was <laughs> um, extremely predictable. Yeah, yeah. But it was also well delivered. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, it's like a, like a good meal, you know, nothing surprises you, but everything is expertly crafted. So that's what the yeah. whole show's about is a good menu <laughs> of a good meal that you go have. Oh, mm-hmm. but it's a fucked up one. Yeah. I, w- I was hoping for a little bit more fucked up, I think, ultimately. Oh, it, it, was it was just an underutilized concept. But apparently, oh no, I think, God, shit, I can't think of the name of it. Apparently that film is loosely based on an Agatha Christie novel. Okay. Um, and I can't for the life of me remember what one it is, but I'm kind of apprenticing under an older guy at work right now. And when I like gave him the basic plot synopsis, he's like, oh, it's blah, 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 a title from Agatha Christie. And I was like, what? Hmm. We looked up the Wikipedia article and it was absolutely right. Oh, so, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. I had no further information. Sorry. Yeah. I can't yeah, I don't elaborate know, but, on that. But yeah, uh, apparently that has been done by Agatha Christie, that plot. Okay. But, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Feel. Yeah. Check him out. I know. We'll I'll watch like it. Later, bud. Well, uh, what's new with you, Mr. Duffy? Um, well, I, since last we talked, uh, I had two days you off and I went right back to work. <laughs> no. Oh, how's it feel? No. Um, I don't, I, is, is there, is there supposed to be a feel with not being married? I mean, technically, I mean, Mary, me and Sarah are basically fucking married. Yeah. It's Liberty? not legally. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I had, I only had, I had two days off. Then I went right back to work and I worked a bunch of overtime and I came home and my prom when I'm at work sometimes I rack my brain about a new puzzle piece I want to build. Mm-hmm. And I thought my first thing was going to work. And guess what? It did. It failed. Oh, then I was like, Oh, let's change this idea. Let's do it the exact opposite way that failed. Uh, then I tried to make it work and that failed. So finally on my sixth attempt yesterday, when I got up at 5am and started working on this and finishing it today, it fucking worked. So what I'm saying is don't give up on shit. Find out what doesn't work. Keep working the problem. And I now have created an element for a puzzle box I wanted to create for a long time. And I finally made it fucking work after spending a lot of or wasting a lot of material on making it not work. (laughs) You created an element? Did you make a particle accelerator in your garage? Well, it does have lights, beams. Oh, and I also want to Iron Man 2 reference for. (laughs) Oh, yeah. People who like references from almost twenty-year-old movies. <laughs> but you, you guys it seems probably can't so really... fucking weird to say that, right? That it's almost twenty years old. Jesus, it's it's closer to <laughs> yeah, fifteen, I think, yeah. right? Because it came out in what two thousand nine. Oh God, I don't even know. Well, besides talking about age, which I'm going to talk about in a second, I also want to reference that I've had a successful day today because I have not gotten dressed yet. Oh, good. Nice. Well, you, did you sleep I'm in your clothing? I'm not even really or? wearing a shirt. I'm just wearing a zip-up sweatshirt with no fucking shirt underneath it, as, oh. as you guys can tell. Like, I'm not even wearing a shirt. Ooh, Ryan's getting kinda, all sexy kinda, for us. Yeah. I just, I just put a hoodie on, and there's nothing. Like, I'm not even wearing a shirt. I'm just wearing fucking pajamas still. Today's been a successful day. Yay. But talking about age, we're getting nine new guys at the fire station. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I just realized. Kind of a hiring freeze for a while. 
no, we just lost eight guys. Oh no. You lost eight and you're picking up nine. That was a hell of a fire, dude. Are you okay? You getting counseling? (laughs) Well, that's why there's so much fucking overtime right now. Uh, Uh, and why we got a 10% bump in our pay, which is nice because it's our don't fucking leave anymore. Pay, hmm. uh, no city fire departments right now are offering fucking killer deals to young guys mm-hmm. with experience to where it's like, they're stupid. And I'm like, the guys that are leaving to go to city. I'm like, you're stupid not to do this. If you're young in your career mm-hmm. at my point, it wouldn't make sense for me to do it. But if you're a younger guy in your career, fucking do it. Like yeah. they're offering you more money to work two thirds of the time chasing those dollar bills. Yeah. Well, and they're not, they don't have all the time invested into their retirement already. So exactly. Where I'm, I'm, I'm so invested already. I can't leave. Yeah. Where with them, where they're, where they can literally work two days a week. So they can work 48 hours a week versus 72 hours a week and get more out of it in the end. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't blame you for leaving when city departments are killing it right now with their offers. But we're hiring a bunch of unexperienced guys. And then I asked, how, oh, like, what's the average age of these guys coming in? I was like, oh, fuck, I'm becoming that guy. You're the old the guy. Guys were, <laughs> the guys were hiring. I will have been a firefighter for longer than they've been alive. <laughs> like, yep. I will officially become that guy that goes, oh, how old are you? Ah, you were still shitting in your diaper when I was fucking fighting fires. Dude, and Uh, you're... So, what Ryan Ryan hasn't mentioned yet, and that he's kind of tiptoeing around, uh, is that he turned 39 yesterday. Happy birthday to you. I wasn't going to acknowledge that at all. (laughs) I wasn't even going to acknowledge that, but it's the fact that... I'll show you my nipples while I sing happy birthday to you. (laughs) Can you jump out of a cake? <laughs> Avocado, don't look. And I only know these things because your mother has been posting all kinds yeah. of pictures of you. And yeah, I, I should I should file a grievance against my mother posting half nude photos of me online all the fucking time. Child, porn, it's a very flattering photo. It you look very handsome, uh, shirtless in your in your youth. Um, I know. I was like, why wasn't I getting more girls? I was like, I think <laughs> I looked pretty good when I was younger. Like now, looking back, I'm like. Damn, I was hot as fuck. What's going on? I, where, why, why didn't I have the confidence then that I have now? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you could go back with the things you know now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It'd be high school would have been a lot more trouble. Oh, dude. Yeah. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've thought back to different instances or circumstances and thought, holy shit, this is what was going on there. And I had no fucking idea at the time. Yep. Yep, we were mm-hmm. all we were stupid, young. Yeah, yeah, things would have been different. Yep, can go back. Yep, much different. But I'm happy with where I'm at. Um, but mm-hmm. happy birthday, Mister Thirty Nine Year Old. Now, and that blows me away yeah. that you're ten years younger than I am, more than ten I years know. younger than I am. Because we both have the same amount of hair. Just I hide mine with a hat. <laughs> Fuck you, I've Taylor. Got hair for the three of us. Yeah. It's Fuck all you, good. Taylor. For uh-huh. now. For uh-huh. now. <laughs> You whippersnappers and your your hair. So how are you doing, Dan? I'm just peachy. You know, things have been going all right. Work 
work is still nuts. Uh, I had, dude, I, I posted on Facebook that I had 11 meetings yesterday. And then in talking yeah. with Tracy last night, I realized that I actually had 12, uh, because I, in between one of my 11 meetings, I had, uh, like 15 minute meeting with my boss who contacted me because she wanted to have a conversation with me to tell me about, uh, something that she's doing with the coworker that I've mentioned a couple different times on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked me and, and I'm remembering because I did have 12 meetings yesterday, not 11. And in the extra meeting that I had forgotten about that I was telling Tracy about, um, my boss just sent me a text message and said, Hey, have you got a few minutes to chat real quick? And I said, sure. I'm in the middle of this meeting, uh, but I'll be free in about a half an hour for, you know, roughly a half an hour if, if you want to meet then. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. It's nothing urgent. Just, just ping me when you've got some time. So the meeting ends a little bit early. And I send her a message and say, hey, the meeting just ended. Uh, what's up? And she said, calling now. So she calls me and she says, so I was just wondering if you noticed in our stand-up meeting uh, two days ago, uh, let's see, so yesterday was Wednesday. So no, it's just the previous day. So she said, I was wondering if you noticed in our, sorry, my life is a blur, man. I can't keep my days straight anymore. <laughs> but she says, I was wondering if you noticed during our meeting that when this other coworker that I've mentioned a few times, the God botherer uh, that I work with, who's like, she's a super sweet person. She's a hard worker. She tries to do her best, but my God, she gets Super chatty. Damp 2.0. Yeah. Well, she, eh, God, that's a, that's a tough one. I would, I would have to say that I prefer this coworker to damp for sure, because she, while she talks about her religion all the time, it's not that she asserts that she's totally correct all the time. You know what I mean? Like she's not saying her religion is the be all end all. It's just, this is me in my life. And this is what I'm doing where damp was like, everybody's everybody should do this or everybody believes this. And well, I can't believe that people didn't think that, you know, Nephilim were nine feet tall and had hearts the size of basketballs. And that was just fine. Like just stupid Mormon bullshit, you know, that everybody else in the world goes, dude, that's fucking nuts. And you're stupid for thinking that's a thing that's possible. He's like, no, that, that that's everybody else was crazy for thinking this is crazy. Anyway, my boss contacted me, said, so that she's like, I want, I wanted to know if you noticed in our meeting yesterday, when this other coworker started talking, you know, we're, when we're come to the end of the meeting and we're doing our roundtable stuff like, hey, do you have any questions for everybody here? Is there anything that we can help you with? This other coworker typically would launch into, well, I'm reading my emails and I've got to make this call and I've got this meeting. And it's like, yeah, everybody's doing all of that. Like we don't, we, that's your day-to-day -day stuff. That's not what we're asking you about. We're asking among the assembled members in this meeting, do you need anything from us? This is our stand-up meeting. It's supposed to be quick, you know, mm -hmm. touch base with everybody, let everybody know if you've hit any roadblocks, what you need help with. And so this person launched into their usual thing of, well, I'm doing this, this, and this. And my boss just said, oh, that's next Monday. And the coworker instantly was quiet, like didn't say anything else, just said, okay. And then my boss went on and she's like, okay, Dan, what about you? And I told her, you know, of about the things that I was having some issues with in case I needed some pushback. And anyway, so we just moved on and went through the meeting. And then she contacted me yesterday and asked if I noticed that that had happened during the meeting. She said, you know, did you notice when I 
when I said, oh, that's next Monday. And then that person just got really quiet. And I said, yeah, I did. And I, she's like, well, what did you think of that? And I said, well, uh, I figured that you knew what she was going to be talking about. And so you just wanted to head her off. I figured you knew what she was going to talk about and that you two had set up some meeting for next week where you would be discussing whatever she was about to bring up and you were just reminding her of that. And so then she was like, Oh, okay, that's no problem. I'll just wait until then. She's like, okay, well, good. I wanted people to think that she said in actuality, <laughs> what has happened is that this other coworker understands that she can get too chatty and too verbose and is trying to work on that. And so my boss and this other, and this coworker, uh, devised a system wherein my boss, if this coworker is getting off track, will just say this code phrase. Oh, that's next Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She oh. says, so I'm glad it's not only you whoa. having to deal with it. Like everyone else has recognized the oh, yeah. issue and are now like, yeah. we need to put steps in place <laughs> to mitigate this fucking issue. She says, I'm really glad that that's what you thought it was because, you know, this is what actually happened. We, we, came up with this plan because, you know, she understands that she's like that. She, she recognizes that it's an issue and I'm contacting you because I had expressed my frustrations with my boss in a, in a different meeting and said, you know, I, I really like this person. I think she's great. I'm happy. She's on our team. She's fitting in really well. She's doing a stellar job. She's picking things up really quickly. My one complaint is, and then I just ranted for like 10 minutes about how much time I end up having to waste with this person in a meeting. And she's like, so, you know, she understands that that's an issue and she knows that, you know, there've been meetings where she's gotten on your, your last damn nerve. <laughs> and so we've devised this thing where going forward, if she starts to get off track, I, we have this, we have this phrase that I use and I, I just say, oh, that's next Monday. And she knows then like, that's her trigger. That's her key that she needs to just be quiet. She needs to just stop and we'll move on to something else. I said, so you've basically you come up with, dog. you've come up with a safe word <laughs> for everybody during meetings with this coworker where we can use this and, and go forward. And she said, yeah. And I wanted it to be, you know, it had been in a few Subtle. different meetings where I'd, I would kind of have to address it and and almost talk down to this person during the meetings to just get her to be quiet and i didn't want to diminish her or destroy her reputation or anything in anybody else's eyes and so this is just this is something that we came up with to help protect her and everybody else at the same time and i said awesome that's a win-win then every, it works for everybody all around like if she recognizes there's an issue you guys have devised a clever solution to that that helps her realize when it's happening and then it shuts it all down and, and we're all good to go. I'm like, that's awesome. And she said, well, yeah. And so I just wanted you to know that so that, you know, you can have a conversation with this person and maybe you guys can come up with a separate thing where, where you can use that or if you just want to use the <laughs> same one. But I, I wanted you to know that we both know and, you know, that she knows and I know everybody knows that it is an issue and she's working on it. So. I just thought that was really funny that they they had to develop a, a special uh, little phrase to get her to just stop. And she did. Like, it was immediate. Like, my boss, she just said, oh, that's next Monday. And she instantly just said, oh, okay. And that was it. Like, nothing else. 
I was you I was very impressed. When she says something, you say, "Oh, that's next Tuesday," and destroy her. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. See you on next that one. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just I thought it was really good. And then reflecting on it more last night, I thought, you know, that's that's not only is it a creative solution, but it's also a very humanist solution, right? Because my boss recognized that this is an issue. This other person recognizes that she has this problem and my boss wanting to do whatever she can to help this person overcome this. They devised yeah. something that it, it doesn't denigrate them. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it helps her mind her own time and tongue and spares everybody else uh, from being exposed to these long, long meetings or meetings that are dragged out just because of that. And I just thought that was awesome because it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just, Hey, I'm tired of having to put up with this shit. And so we need to figure out a way. Like if I say this, you need to just shut the fuck up. It's look, I, I respect you as a person and, and as an employee, I want to do this in the most humane way possible. What can we do? How can we work together to do this? And it's like the perfect solution. I thought that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and said employee seems to be self-aware and wants to change themselves. Yeah. So which is huge. Are, you know? Yeah. 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 The being self-aware and recognizing that there's an issue mm -hmm. that needs yeah. some correction or work. I think is, yep. is the biggest like stumbling I've, block I've from told my boss that I'm really neurotic, you mm -hmm. know? And I'm like, Hey, sometimes I'm going to check in way too much. And I need you to understand like, that's why. And that's just known now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we got stuff to talk about. We'll do that on the other yeah. side of this little break. Let's get angry. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. <laughs> the next rant will start right after this. Since when can the ship split in half? Also, why does it split in half? Is it ease of cleaning? Making it in two parts meant that I could classify Avenue 5 as two half-mile vessels made me a substantial tax saving. Jesus, what? No, Jesus beat the shit out of the tax collectors. Look it up. Or have Iris look it up for you, I guess. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Welcome back, everybody. You may have seen some recent headlines about some fuckery going on in Uganda. And Ryan's going to be telling us all a bit more about yeah. that. We, we chatted about this a little bit before we started recording today. And I got instantly really fucking pissed off about it. So yeah. they're just, Ooh, just yeah. buckle yourselves in because I might yell and scream a little bit yeah and and when we we were deciding how to like come into this and there's so many ways we could do it but let's just cover the uganda thing first because we're going to get to so many other things based off of this um that if you have anything in your hands that's like a coffee mug or of a breakable structure um set it <laughs> down right now because here in a second, you might be throwing it at the wall like a bottle of ketchup, Mr. Trump. Walk away from anything breakable or expensive, yeah. Yeah. So we know Africa has been having issues. What? Mm -hmm. I mean, and of those issues, it's, it's, it's the stuff we've exported to them. So uh, how do we say this? Uganda wants to jail anybody that's LGBTQ. 
Um, this is going to be the world's most strictest anti-LGBTQ law Anywhere. passed in recent history. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to say like in world history because we've been pretty shitty towards people of different, uh, not different beliefs, different different lifestyles throughout history, pretty fucking horribly. Well, no, and by we oh, you yeah, mean sure. let's go with sexual orientations. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. By we you mean like not us here on the show necessarily, but we as no, Americans or white people as, Amer as yeah as as a general culture yeah in yeah being fucking shitty. So in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Uganda's parliament has passed one of the most sweeping anti-LGBTQ legislations in the world. Same-sex acts were already unlawful in Uganda. Thank you, World Congress of Families. Yeah. Uh, but on Tuesday night, lawmakers voted to, I, to ban identifying as LGBTQ plus or the so-called promotion of gay identity. In a package, uh, lawmakers overwhelmingly voted in favor of legislation called the Anti-Homosexuality Bill, with only two of the nearly 400 representatives voting against it. You heard that right. Only of two. the 400 representatives in Uganda, only fucking two voted against it you won't have that happen in the fucking u.s like that's fucking crazy mm. so congratulations said speaker uh anita among whatever we are doing we are doing it for the people of uganda same-sex acts have been criminal in uganda under british colony era laws but this new legislation goes much further. So-called aggravated homosexuality, which includes sex with someone who has HIV, could incur the death penalty. Aggravated homosexuality. Yes. You don't just have same-sex attraction. <laughs> you have. You're, this aggravated. is a very aggravating situation. You're going to act out on that. Jesus Christ. So if you've had sex with anybody with HIV, you now are being put to death. The law would also punish anyone who identifies as gay or queer or potentially people or rights groups seen to promote or support LGBTQ identity. identity. You are now violating the law. Well, and it, it pisses me off that Anita Among says that they're doing it for the people of Uganda. Clearly not all no. of the people of Uganda. No. Because there are gay people who exist in Uganda and are going yeah. to have a really hard fucking life now because of this shit. Which, which, which opens up one of uh, my first thoughts on this. Being that the persecution that these people in Uganda are now going to be going, going, to be going through... Will they be able to file for uh, 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 what do we call uh, my, the, the, the refugee? I status. had the yes, refugee Simple status, answer, yes, yes. But what countries will be willing to take them Basically underneath that what status? You would call the global north. I, I would, I would expect uh, a lot of European countries would accept it, mm -hmm. 
uh, Canada. U.S. under the current administration would accept them. But mm-hmm. if a fucking DeSantis gets in, you can guarantee they'll all be fucking expelled. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, mm, this is this See, whole situation sucks a lot. Yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but this, there has been some strong criticism from activists and civil rights organizations uh, within the country. So Ugandan LGBTQ activist Richard uh, Lusimbo told NPR, which is where we're getting this story from, uh, the LGBTQI community has basically been told, you cannot raise your head. You cannot be seen. You cannot be heard. But for uh, Lusambo, uh, like many, this legislation is the result of pressure from within and outside the country, which is the outside is where I want to put more emphasis. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, from the very start, this whole bill coming into Uganda was because of, for example, American evangelicals who would come to Uganda and What's happening in Uganda is not just an isolation. Yeah, and that's what I want to key in on. Yeah, we've this talked about this important. in past episodes when we talked about the World Congress of Families, when we talked yes. about Scott Lively, when we talked about all of these Christian fucking colonialist assholes exporting their right. hatred for the LGBTQIA community across the globe and finding out that they're losing the battle here in the United States. So, hey, let's go to some of these other developing countries where we've already set up colonies, where we've already instituted Christianity through enslavement, through force, through killing of people en masse for centuries mm-hmm. now, and now we'll try to ram through all of these anti-LGBTQ bills there because we're failing here. Yeah. And I just... I. I I can't imagine what somebody in that country right now is going through if this legislation passes that is of one of these groups. Mm-hmm. Like, so us being atheists. Yeah, here in the U.S., you get a little bit of pushback, but it's not as hard for someone in our groups to just come out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm an atheist. You can say it without worrying about persecution. But now in Uganda, if you even say Oh, I support. Yeah, you don't even have to be a member groups. of that community. Even if you support that community. Support that community, you are now violating the law of that country. Yeah. Basically, what's gonna happen showing to humanity for a marginalized, disenfranchised group now is you're counted among their number and, yeah. and can be jailed and imprisoned for even showing support for them. Yeah. So basically, what we're doing right fucking now is illegal in Uganda. Mm-hmm. So much for uh, the progressive left and their free speech, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so this this number here is even, uh, it's not crazier. I kind of expected this with our uh, Florida exports, but homosexuality is criminalized in more than 30 of Africa's 54 countries. That's more than half of more than half of Africa. Homosexuality is illegal. Well, I Thank mean, given you. the influence of the Catholic Church alone, that's not yeah. terribly surprising. Well, that's why I was going to say, say uh, uh, what are what are the names of the young eighteen? What do we call the young the young kids 
that we send off to go uh, tell them about that um, that 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 guy that died on the cross. Cannon fodder. Uh, um, oh, missionaries. Th- that Is that might, what you mean? Mis- missionaries. Okay. Missionaries. Yeah, because we sent so many fucking missionaries to Africa to tell them about Jesus. We've come to tell you the good word. We're spreading the word, the word of Christ's we're redemption. We're going to, yeah, Christ may have died for your sin, but we're going to kill you again. He sacrificed himself for your sins, so you can't do those sins anymore, which yeah. means that then he wouldn't have really sacrificed himself for anything. So Because he just got a three-day weekend. Uh, but the good thing is the international community is is uh quite pissed. Oh. I don't understand. So, so one of the things yeah. and and I know this is this is me speaking from a place of privilege sitting here in the United States where we have freedom of speech and LGBTQ rights while still under threat are for now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are are still, you know, they're allowed to exist without being persecuted without being murdered necessarily through uh, without being legally killed through this, through the powers of the state where now Christians are exporting their hatred to developing countries and enlisting, enlisting the help of the state, which they don't do here because I I just, there's so many different avenues in this where I'm just like, all of these people are such fucking assholes and it bothers me so much that the people in Uganda can't take a step back and go, well, how did we get to where we are right now? Right? Like, how do we? How did we get to where Uganda has this large Christian population? How did that happen here? How did? What is the history of Christianity in Uganda? Can I can I step in here real quick? Actually, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So there's several factors to be considered here. One, the average person in Uganda and other areas in the like Great Lakes region of Africa is living off of like less than $5 a day of Mm -hmm. purchasing power parity. Oh, that's, that's a lot. Their education, their education is shit at best fourth grade level. Yeah. Um, the vast majority of their education comes from some sort of Christian education program, typically Catholic church. Because they they like to promote the fact that they built so many mm-hmm. schools over there, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's presuming that their teacher decides to show up that day, right? Because their attendance levels are at like fifty percent. Because on any given day, their teacher may or may not be there. If they are a female student, they are far more likely to be tasked with household tasks as soon as they hit about puberty age. Mm-hmm. Well, um, especially considering that they're they'll be impregnated. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially considering yeah. their access to clean drinking water is severely limited in right. those countries. To the point where they need to walk multiple miles per day just to go to the well to get water and bring it back home. Without um, worrying about being raped on the way. Mm-hmm. Now, take all of those things, set them aside. The governments in most of these regions are not democratic, according to Freedom House ratings. And which are means wildly that even- corrupt, yeah. Yeah, even if the local populace could say something along the lines of, hey, wait a second, that would not have anything resembling an impact on the legislators actually enacting uh, any sort of policy over the state. So we are already starting from 
multiple, multiple assumptions that we make about how Western society works that are simply not applicable in the governances and polity of the people living in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And that's why I say, like, you know, me speaking from a place of privilege here in the United States where this is how things work here. Yeah. And and not being able to relate as easily or understand how things can go so fucking horribly sideways in a country where they actively dehumanize people for even supporting marginalized groups. Not even not even if they're members of that group, but if they even deign to support that group that they can now be threatened with uh, legal consequences or even death in some circumstances. Well, and this is one of those cases where um, I want to be really careful how I say this. Um, I personally hold a like sins of the fathers kind of point of view about the Western world. Um, Pre-enlightenment Western societies uh, were fucking terrible for Africa. Mm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Enlightenment Western society has the sort of values that we should expect in the entire planet, and to include Africa. Mm-hmm. Among those being freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, mm-hmm. freedom um, of thought. And it yeah. is, yeah, yeah. It, it is frustrating to me to see the baby thrown out with the bathwater and an attitude of like Western thought has not worked universally. Therefore it shouldn't be imposed on others when it's like, yeah, but freedom of speech is an idea of Western thought that sure perhaps should be um, evangelized to others. Yeah. If not exported through Um, force, at least yeah. Evangelized, propped up, supported, championed. Um, and it's an attitude I see quite frequently amongst like our peers. And, and again, I'll be that asshole who would, you know, fight with my peers because you know how I stand with my enemies. Um, is it like, it's not all bad. <laughs> um, like we, we certainly fucked up, you know, most, most people, even who were involved in the enlightenment had views that today we would find oh, regrettably regressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, but, but, um, I would not trade, you know, the first amendment for anything. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with the first amendment, like the freedom to associate, Mm -hmm. like even with this, like the freedom to associate with these groups, like like it's, it's, it's fundamental to be allowed to do that. Taylor, you muted yourself. And that's fine. But uh, I I can see him talking (laughs) back. Well, and two, (laughs) similar to the situation that we've had here in the United States until fairly recently, you would have legislators in Uganda. You said, Ryan, that there were 400 of them. And what was it? Four? Two. Oh, two. Two. Two out of the 400 decided to vote in opposition to this, knowing full well that there are dozens of people, at least dozens of people within that number of 400 who are members of the LGBTQIA community who voted to they're, they're, they're going along to get along. They're terrified of their fellow human beings there in Uganda who are raging fucking assholes because of the export, the exporting of Christian thought into their country and imposition of Christian 
rules, regulations, and beliefs into their society. And with that, so we've, we've, we've talked about the World Congress of Families before. Uh, but one group that I discovered that seems like an offshoot or working with the World Congress of Families is the International Organization for the Family. What a, what a clever like, what a clever switch up of names so we'll never yeah. know that they're yeah. very similar the same fucking group <laughs> and i love that so when you go to their website on the very first page you've got what looks like a little uh, probably like 6 year old girl with like looking like amelia earhart with the flight cap on the goggles and some wings on her back and it says the world of change, Europe and the global pro-family movement. Gross. So whenever I see this now, whenever I hear anybody say, we're for the family, we're pro-family. No, you're not pro-family. You're pro the family you want. You, you are anti every fucking other family on earth. Mm -hmm. No, they're pro-forced birth. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. Well, that is a big thing on there. Like if you go look at their news and like their, what they're fighting for, this group is a big leading group for uh, banning uh, uh, birth control. Basically, yeah, forced birth, uh, anti-anything LGBTQIA, anti-trans, anti-Drey queen, anti-everything they don't fucking like. They're it's, the leading force in this. It's uh, like an episode or two ago is the thing I pointed out is that the single most activating emotion is disgust. Yeah. Right. Um, and for any group to be able to create an out group with whom they are disgusted is going to drive engagement for your in group, right? To harass an out group creates cohesion among the in group. Um, Authoritarianism works on the basis of creating an outgroup. What? No, no. What is it? Conservatism <laughs> exists uh, consists of exactly one precept to wit, right? Um, yeah, there must be an in-group uh, for whom the law supports but does not constrain, and an out-group for whom the law constrains and does not support, right? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Where have we heard this before? Right? I've heard you say this a hundred fucking times, Taylor. I've heard I bind and protect in, in there instead of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me the scratchy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute since I've used it. But yeah, right. Like this is this is where we're at. Um, Conservatism 101. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... But this is also... The reason... Like, so I wanted to bring up the whole Uganda thing because it's fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. And also to look at like, look at what's going on in fucking Florida right now. Mm. It is a breeding ground for all this stuff. And if you pay attention to the news, you probably already know that DeSantis might be most probably will be a leading contender for the Republican party for fucking president. Yeah, he hasn't and he's even going to bring all of this shit with him. Yeah, he hasn't even announced his candidacy yet, and they're already taking polls about who would win between Ron DeSantis and Donald yes. Trump. He's the leading contender aside from Donald Trump. 
Yes. It's important to note that the Republican Party literally does not have a platform. Right. Right. True. They 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 chose not to have a platform and instead literally one sentence, you know, we support the policies of President Donald Trump back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. They have no platform. They're anything resembling a platform the Republican for the Republican Party at this time is um scapegoating of the LGBTQ splat community. Uh you know, on the level of you know 1930s anti-Semitism. Right, like that oh, yeah. is their plan. That's that's how oh, yeah. they're moving forward. Yeah, their platform is plus. is one of grievance, scapegoating, and projection. Yeah. I was just, I was gonna say they got that plus the actual anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not only like using anti-Semitism tropes to basically scapegoat other people; they are fucking anti-Semitic. I think. As fuck. Yeah, I, I think what what the Republican. I mean, it's. <sighs> On one hand, it's fun and delightful and exciting to see the Republican Party destroy itself because they're they can't get out of the way of themselves being assholes to everybody else because they also then have to be assholes to each other because they're just giant fucking assholes, right? An asshole is going to asshole regardless of where this asshole is, right? It's it's going to be an asshole no matter what company it's in. And if you don't insert the uh, Team America World Police dialogue here in post, I'm I was, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Team America. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like they're going to be an asshole regardless of where they're at or who they're who they are communicating with, even if it's people in their own purported or supposed in group. Right? They're going to still be an asshole, and they never yeah. fucking get along with each other because. They've learned that outrage sells, outrage motivates people, fear motivates people, and that will bring them in dollars, it will bring them in support, it will bring them in votes. And so they can't help but argue with anybody and everybody, wherever the fuck they are, because that's what they do. That's their brand now. They're the party of grievance, and that's it. They don't have a fucking platform. They don't have any solutions to anything other than bitching about what everybody else is doing to try to fix any problem. Well... But the problem we have is the amount of people who support their lack of platform. Mm-hmm. The amount of dumb fucks in this country who are all yippee yay, I'm fucking on board for fucking that shit. Like they can, you're on. We, we've reached on the point. Hate. We've reached the point where Fox viewers can be told by the people who are presenting news to them that they are fucking lying to them and that they hate them as an audience and they will go, uh, uh, yeah, you could have Tucker Carlson on his show. Say, I hate all of you, all of you out in the viewing audience right now. I fucking hate you. I despise you. I think you're, I think you are subhuman shitheads. I, I, you're all despicable. I want nothing to do with you. I do nothing but want to take in your money and fucking wish the rest of you would die. I don't care. And they would all go, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, tell me how much I should hate gay people right now. How, how upset should I be that the M&M lady doesn't wear boots anymore? Yeah. So what you're telling me is we've hit level eight of idiocracy. Yeah. Well, at least the Republican party and conservatives have for sure. Well, I was going to say America in general. We're like, we're, we're, we're at the point like where idiocracy is no longer a satirical movie. It is a docu fucking mentory. I, I want to be a little bit more cautious. Um, 
There's a really I'm good joking. book called They Thought They Were Free. Mm-hmm. That is a extended. Has it, is it banned? Taylor, one second. Is it banned in Florida? I think everything is banned in Florida. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. So if you're so in Florida, it's, it's I'm an sorry. extended interview with ten individuals who lived in the the Nazi Reich, and it's inquiring as to how these folks allowed Nazism to just happen in the background as they were living their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's really important to note is that these these folks who know that Fox News is lying to them, right? That's, that's assuming they get that information in the first place is very clearly Tucker Carlson is talking about somebody else, not them. Not the viewer, me. He's when he says guy, when he right? says that his audience is a bunch of, you know, credulous dipshits. He's clearly not mm-hmm. talking about me. He's talking about yeah. other people in the audience. Right. Well, and furthermore, where are they going to go to the baby killing, you know, butt fucking liberals, right? Like that's the way that the conservative is going to view the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was studying extremism, uh, the emerging paradigm in that field is not so much to look at how you stop people from getting into extremism in the first place, but how to enable off ramps for somebody to get out of extremism. Yeah. And when you vilify the opposing side so much that there is nowhere for them to go, um, then it's very difficult for somebody to off ramp themselves. And the conservatives have been very effective in vilifying any potential off ramp. Plus, if you consider middle fucking America, leave it to beaver fucking butt fucking Egypt, Midwest America. You know, if somebody leaves conservatism, they have lost their entire social structure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their whole church, their neighbors, their friends, their coworkers, all gone. Family. They set it up everybody. that way on yeah. purpose. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if Tucker Carlson has, says that he hates their redneck asses. They have nowhere to go. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. We've, we've thrown them in a pool and pulled out all of the ladders mm-hmm. and then, yeah. which, and then don't like, and, yeah, and you're absolutely to be right. honest. Yeah. Part of this, part of this is a failure of the left, right. To create off ramps, right. To, yes. to literally go and build off ramps for these folks. Right. Um, and part of that is due to, the pressures of like 21st century voting patterns where you have to go to where people are. Um, part of it is the like circular fire firing squad that I've called out is that you need to reach some conservatives where they are. There are places Mm -hmm. where you're going to have to appeal to people where you will be making points that are unorthodox and unacceptable within broader Democratic Party apparatus or liberal progressive apparatus. But in order to meet conservatives where they are, you have to go there. And Mm -hmm. you will get destroyed if you do anything less than make like the ultimate virtue signals for our side. Right. There is no room to be a moderate person on the left, which I am not a moderate person on the left but I recognize the utility in presenting yourself that way in order to have appeal. Mm-hmm. And it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's largely driven out of the outrage, like, you know, dynamics of online interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's no easy solution. No. And, and I get that. And I, I vacillate like I, I constantly every day mm-hmm. vacillate between, 
I, I understand that people sometimes get locked into situations where they would like a way to get out, but they just can't. They, there's no way for mm -hmm. them to change their mind on something because they would be abandoned, ostracized, left alone, literally mm -hmm. where they would have to fend for themselves and would have no support whatsoever. And thinking to myself, okay, well, I don't really care at this point. Like, fuck them. They've, they've worked yeah. so long and so hard on dehumanizing, denigrating and damaging other people that at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I don't really fucking care. I don't care that you're, that you feel that you are trapped into this system of being an, a gigantic asshole because that's what you chose from the outset. And, and then I think, well, no, sometimes they don't really have a choice because of their location, their family, their, you know, all of these various or, things. Like, so it's I really hard. Like, guy. I just, I get so pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was me, you know, like, like not yeah. hypothetical me. That was actual me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I get it. I, I just, know, it's, it's yeah. just one of those things where we've talked in prior episodes about me trying to work on being such an angry person all the time <laughs> that a lot of the time it would be more helpful for me to take a step back, take a beat and realize that not, not everything about a person's life or what they display about themselves is a choice that they were able to make by themselves independently of anybody else. Yeah. And right. Being able well, to provide, for lack of a better word, the grace and space for people to break out of that paradigm into something better for humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. Well, and for me, I'm increasingly coming to a place, and I think I acquired this view from Seth Andrews, is that I'm, I'm increasingly a consequentialist. Um, for the vast majority of people, they're not going to be activists. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat that for the vast majority of people, they are not going to be activists, mm -hmm. which means in terms of their actual fucking real world consequences, the biggest thing they're doing is showing up and voting once every two years. Um, you can have a person who votes Democrat every two years and is doing far more good for the overall, you know, quality of life of most people at risk in this country, you know, as opposed to somebody who like screams at people online all day, mm -hmm. right? You may scream at people online every single day, but your consequences are exactly the same as the other person who shows up to the ballot box once every two years, mm -hmm. realistically speaking, right? That's where it fucking matters. Yeah, sure. There's a little bit of the element of like interactivity, right? Like the, the cultural zeitgeist of what is acceptable and what is not. But very clearly, if you look at legislation in the last eight years, what matters is showing up. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've become a lot more forgiving of like, yeah, I probably don't agree with all the things that this person says, but you know what, if they fucking show up and vote blue, good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think we need a little bit more space for that. And I think that before social media, when everybody's inner life was was not broadcast to the entire planet. To be picked apart we were by little, everybody else on the planet. Yeah. We were a little bit more tolerant of like, yeah, that's Dave. He's kind of an asshole about immigration. But you know what? He shows up and pays his union dues and votes blue every, you know, election, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, right? Dave is good enough, right? 
Um, <laughs> and I like, I think we could do with a little bit more of that because I would rather have a hundred Daves than 10, you know, gung ho security testing individuals who like half the time don't fucking show up because Bernie Sanders wasn't the one on the ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. But we have run out of time for this episode. I appreciate all of your guys' insights and, and input. I, I just, I love having these conversations with you. It's just fun. <laughs> I, it's, it's neat. It's a good escapist thing for me to do when we record these episodes with you guys every week. Um, but we have run out of time. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. They help us pay for things like internet hosting and a website that we're working on having <laughs> redone yes. and re-released and <laughs> rebuilding, paying yeah. paying for yeah. our hosting for the show, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so that would be two skeptical chaps, Corvo's temporary food servant. Crucify the like button. Leave a review on iTunes and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Ed Harris. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. And yes, Ollie, I did look it up today. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that guy's that guy's really good at uh golf in the MetaQuest 2. Uh, we've we've played a couple rounds of of walkabout mini golf, I think is what it's called. It was a lot of fun. He's uh. he's a good guy, I like Ollie. <laughs> I don't know what any of those words mean, but thank you, Savid Acuna. <laughs> Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Steven Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Kevin Shields. All hail, Peanut Butra. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Error 404, God Not Found, which just, you know, coincidentally happens to be the title of our last episode. What? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Dan? Huh? It's all shits and giggles until someone shits and giggles. Or giggles and shits. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I fucked it Boo. up. I was trying to do a lead-in. <laughs> oh, it's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. Oh, you tried. You put in a good E for effort. <laughs> I thank you. I'll put that on my report card. I'll tell my mom. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. McCann's Peterson. Marvin Dragon. Martina Fern, who I will see in just a couple weeks at the American Atheists Convention. I'm excited. Ooh. And avocado. Quiet avocado. Or I'll sick the up dog on you. He's actually been pretty nice since the uh, beginning yes. of the episode. <laughs> yes, he was, he was um, loud earlier. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, like to thank that guy. And up Doug Willoughby. And Utah Outcasts. Uh, Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Amber Crowen. Hersinian. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Tim Jacobson. And James, rock and stone, man, rock and stone. <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you all very much. Uh, we really appreciate you guys contributing to the show a ton, so much. If you would like to become a Patreon patron, please do so. If you, if it will be a financial burden to you at all, please do not do so. Uh, but please share the episode with your friends. Tell them where they can find us. Say that it's a lot of fun. That you like listening. Whatever the case is. 
just help other people find the show. Um, if you can contribute, we would love you to do so. If not, that's totally fine. Um, if you do contribute, you get things like bonus episodes every now and then. You get little videos that Ryan's done recently. Yep. And I, I plan on doing more of those, and I plan on making some exclusive to Patreon members and some that we can put out as little interstitials onto our Facebook page. Woohoo! Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can tr- where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And that gets you all of that fun extra stuff. Until next week, I'm going to go back to work and do a bunch of fun stuff there. Not really fun, but it's stuff anyway. I, I'm going to actually uh, try to work on our website. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to go to sleep. It's so late. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Good chipping night, in. Taylor. We appreciate you so much. Thanks, buddy. Love you guys. Love Bye. you. So Enjoy late. the rest of your <laughs> night. Chat with you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.